0: Welcome, Jumper community. Today, I have a special, my special guest, uh, chatting with Brandon Hollander before um, on things. He's with Viral Launch. And if you haven't heard of Viral Launch, it's quite an amazing, um, uh, I guess, service, right? Uh, They are all about Amazon and the Amazon ecosystem. Uh, They help, they they, I think their initial was that they would help launch products for Amazon. They've done over like 17,000 products. Uh, Brandon's, Brandon over there is, um, heads up the service and delivery. He's, a, I guess, the head of delivery it's a manager, a service delivery manager over there. He's been there for like three years. You know, funny, you know, when talking with him. He really didn't have the e-commerce or learn about that and join on their team. And now he's become a rock star. I mean, he's got tons and tons of great content that he writes. He's so knowledgeable and everything. Uh, you know, he was also an assistant brewer. So I don't know how you made the switch from going from beer to e-commerce, but you know, that's what he did. Um, you know, they, it's it, uh viral launch you know they, they kind of do a lot of different things from products um from product launches to listing optimizations to keyword research uh management product discovery they do quite a bit of stuff over there uh and i'm really happy and they work with all types of sellers right so if you are just sort of starting out i guess or maybe have a little bit of cash uh, to nine-figure kind of Amazon uh, sellers, which is quite amazing. That's blows that, that's my mind um, and beyond. Uh, so today, uh, well, I'll fill in what we go, and then we're going to discuss a little bit about uh, Amazon FBA product research and how that's all done. It's going to be really fascinating. But, uh, Brandon, if I left out anything, please fill, fill, fill our audience in. <laughs>
1: Uh yeah, no. So basically we we a company is founded by Casey Goss um in October of twenty fourteen. Um basically with um a promotional platform for driving keyword ranking on Amazon. Um since then we've expanded out to a full suite of software tools. Um we're getting into some managed services, um, different kind of solutions for different clients, um, and really expanding our offering. So uh yeah.
0: Awesome. Cool. So that's, that's them. Um, so Hey, Br- Brandon is going Brandon. Let's, let's talk about, uh, FBA, Amazon FBA product research. Like what does that entail? How to go about it? Like take it, walk us through that. Cause I know it's a pretty daunting, uh, way of doing things and, and you, you know, you could spend thousands of dollars on something and all of a sudden realize that, Oh man, this is not <laughs> the right product. I've now had, you know, I bought it from China or here in the US, you know, all that kind of stuff. So why don't we take it through there and we can, you know, go down that, that path of, of products.
1: Yeah, so I mean, obviously, Amazon is the most crowded e-com marketplace in the world. Um, and with that comes pretty heavy competition and you really need to figure out how to play to your advantages in the market. Um, so really the the biggest kind of foundational um, standpoint that it, I think is important to keep in mind is that if, if you are wholly interested in selling on Amazon, that's gonna be your main commerce channel. Um, you almost have to play this game where you prioritize the data over your passions. So um, if somebody loves what they're selling, you know, if it's a product they're really, really passionate about um, long term, it will probably lead them down some roads where they're maybe not spending um, intelligently just based on what they're able to drive or they're sourcing a product for either a market that's too competitive or too narrow, um, you know, things like that. So it really kind of separating yourself from what you sell is kind of the, the starting point of being really successful on the platform. Not to say that you can't be successful with, you know, a, a brand or a product that you really care about. Um, but a lot of that, you know, that, that's where you start looking at other channels as well um, because you're really trying to build a brand equity and a voice behind it. Um but if you 're you know fully looking just to be on amazon that 's that 's where you 're going to be driving your sales. You want to really look at the data and understand the data and that 's a lot of what we have tried to kind of instill in people because I think um you know fundamentally, if you are checking out YouTube videos and stuff about selling on Amazon, you get all these guys that are driving these two hundred thousand dollar cars and talking about how easy it is to make money and and they really Almost pitch it as this get-rich-quick scheme, and I don't think it's smart to think about it that way. Um, it's really, you know, building a business and making responsible business decisions. And yeah, there are some people that get lucky and source a product and make a million dollars in a year, but that's somewhat equatable to people winning the lottery. Um, you know, you can get lucky or you can play smart, and I, I tend to think that you're better off in the long run, kind of playing the smart game. Um, and so. Obviously, that's kind of the strategy around what we do here.
0: right. So in terms of, um, yeah, I mean, obviously those those cars, those guys that run and that drive those cars or going to those big mansions, you know, they're always on a lease, so just remember. Sure. Um, but, <laughs> you know so so if you are passionate about, say, you know a a, a potato peeler, I mean, that might not be the best data, right? I mean, so take us through like what you mean by the data.
1: Yeah. Um, so I can actually share my screen with you and kind of walk you through um a lot of what we looked at from our end. Um, sure. let me know if you can see this. Let's see that
0: second. I don't see anything yet. Okay, here we go. Oh, yep, I see it.
1: All right. Um, So this is the viral launch homepage um, that you can access when you log in. Um, There's essentially two ways to go about it. Uh, The first is if you have some ideas and you want to verify those on Amazon, um, we would recommend using our market intelligence tool. That's also a Chrome extension on Amazon. So I'll actually go to Amazon right now. Um, And let's say we'll stick with the potato peeler example you can use this Chrome extension and it will pull up a bunch of market data for the listings that are on page one. Um, so basically a lot of this data in the, in the forefront here is all kind of publicly avail- available available. Um, where it starts to get interesting is this column here. We're actually um, making a pretty, we have a pretty sophisticated algorithm that um, can estimate how many sales a product is doing per month. Sure. Um, you also want to be really conscious of the review quantities, um, mm-hmm. because obviously starting out on Amazon, and um, depending on how where you are with Amazon right now, um, they're they're very restrictive on review generation, um, and they you know so that you can't use friends and family, you can't incentivize reviews. They have to more or less come organically, or you have to do some really shady stuff, um, right. in which case you can get suspended and shuts your business down overnight. Um, so, you know, a lot of times you don't want to play in these these fields that have ma- massive review quantities unless you are either a gambling person or uh, you have some some advanced tactics to kind of get that review rate up. So, you know, some more advanced sellers that have pretty steady engagement with their brand might be able to do it a little bit better. But if you're just starting out, that's something that you want to be aware of. Um, right. You can see fulfillment method, all this stuff. Um, the And then the red columns are filtering out outliers. So just data that doesn't, so you can see like this one is an estimated 14,000 sales. It doesn't really line up with the rest of the market. So mm-hmm. it kind of removes that from consideration in some of our assessments. Um, you can look at this a little bit more condensed on, this is the top five listings. It'll show you the metrics, top 10, page one. Um, you can see market trends over time. Um, but the, the real interesting part is this star rating. Um, mm-hmm. So. We're it'll go through and look at a massive amount of data points to determine kind of how viable it is for you to enter this market and sell successfully. Um, So this is a three star, it's kind of middle of the road. Um, The high review ratings are a concern there. Um, So you wanna make sure you have a high quality product. Um, The Mm reviews generally are pretty high in this market as well, which I would kind of flag as a consideration, but, because you can see there's some in the thousands, but you can also see that it drops off pretty considerably. Um, so obviously, yeah. this is page one. Um, so it, it means that you know the reviews are important to an extent, but at the same time, uh, there are some successful sellers that aren't in this massive review quantity um, base. So like, there there is potential to kind of compete because you don't. It, this market isn't totally review dependent, and some of, a lot of that's logical too. I mean, if You think about a potato peeler, it's kind of hard to screw up from like a product sourcing perspective. So as long as it serves its purpose, you know, if you have 48 good reviews versus a thousand, it's not necessarily going to matter to a buyer as much as the price. Um, And then the price is another thing that you really want to be conscious of because, you know, Amazon takes pretty hefty fees on their end. Um, So you want to really start to calculate that out and figure out, um, you know, based on your sourcing costs, and then subtracting any kind of warehousing, shipping fees, referral fees from Amazon, um, and just any logistics to get your product to the Amazon facilities—that's um, sure. all going to cut into your bottom line. And you know, you need to have some wiggle room, especially if you're looking to run some sponsored ads and stuff on Amazon, which is really important to help kind of get a product up and running. Um, you know, so you know, I, I also with that, I think there um, is some valuable insight in in the strategy around like sourcing a product for the long term, so you know with that you you do have to spend pretty aggressively to get a product to a place where it's really visible and can drive those sales. Um, and so you know you may have to have some extra money set aside, counting on the fact that you may not break even on this first run of inventory, depending on the market that you're getting into. Um, right. And so you really kind of make that up with you know the reorders when you start getting the volume of sales coming through.
0: Right. So in terms of price, like. When you're figuring out a price to figure you're gonna have margins, I mean, wh- you know, if you get it from the manufacturer for say like a dollar, um, should you think that you need to be able to sell it for $5 or $4 or $3 like wh- and then back all your other costs out? Um,
1: it really depends on the market, so it's hard to say. Um, basically, Amazon takes somewhere around 30% total um, when you get mm-hmm. into so you want to have enough of a margin, factoring out that you know thirty percent of your selling price is going to Amazon. Um, obviously, you have the sourcing cost in there, and then you know you more or less probably want to account for another, you know, anywhere from five to forty percent um, advertising cost. That wow. and that's really variable, just on how aggressive you want to be or what market you're looking at. Um, but obviously, like the wider the margin, the better in general. So if you're if you're going you know if you're selling a five dollar product, um, those mar it's a hard market to get into just because yeah. you don't have much wiggle room on those margins. And you know, if you if the Amazon if the advertising side of things is really competitive and you're spending a dollar or two per click, um, taking some conversions there, that's the, you know, that can very quickly push you into the red. So,
0: right, 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 yeah. So maybe you're thinking like you bundle the, um, the peelers. So you do three in a pack or something like that. And so you can get your higher, your costs up. uh, Yeah. And you can see a lot
1: of sellers are doing that pretty successfully here. This, there's a three pack here. Um, You do want to be a little bit careful about that though on, from the perspective of, you know, you want to look at what is being offered because Mm -hmm. you want to line up with, you know, basically the the products that are on page one are the products that are selling the best in general. Um, So if you're selling something that isn't totally aligned, like if you're selling a 10 pack for $25, um, you probably aren't gonna be buying that just based on that, you can see here.
0: Yeah, you have a lot of friends to give peelers to. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So you, you come up, you kind of find the product. I mean, in terms of the sweet dollar point like range, um, are we talking like the one pound kind of thing, and then twenty dollars or fifty dollars, or is it better to go something where it's like three hundred, four hundred dollars, and you have less competition when you're when you're looking at products? So it it really comes down to
1: you, um, and basically just what your budget is, what you are looking to generate from a sales perspective, um, you know. The typical rule of thumb is go for something that you can sell for around $20 or more um, and something that weighs a pound or less. Uh, mm-hmm. I, the pound or less side of things is just because of the shipping tiers on Amazon. You want to try and um, understand those a little bit too. The, you, there are some documents on their site that kind of breaks down what those the costs for those shipping tiers are. Um, mm-hmm. but that's obviously another part of that bottom line that you need to be paying attention to. That said, that's not necessarily the right fit for everybody, especially considering those markets tend to be relatively saturated in most cases um just because they are kind of that target intro level that every seller is going for um so some of the higher priced items can be really good gold mines just from the perspective of having less competition but also having a bigger kind of margin to work with the downside of that is that generally um you're gonna sell less volume so that there's two sides of the coin to that. You're generating more revenue per sale, but you're getting less sales. Um, So, you know, that's the other side of like looking at market intelligence. If you, you know, if you're looking for kind of a volume play on sales, you can start looking at like what other sellers are doing in this market from a Mm -hmm. quantity perspective. Um, You know, whereas something bigger, you know, you can look at at markets that maybe have a hundred sales on average um, because it's a little bit more of a, You know, you have a wider margin, so you can make some profit out of that.
0: Sure. So, if you're starting out, like, um, like, would you say, like, if you if you're doing want to do this and want to get into this, I mean, what should you have you have as a budget for product? Like, is it a couple thousand dollars? You five hundred, ten thousand? Like, where do you feel where people can have success, and they have to do advertising and all that kind of other stuff?
1: Yeah. So it it really depends. um, Again, uh, just on like what what you're looking to source, things like that. But I I tend to find a good rule of thumb is somewhere in the realm of like five to Um, $10,000. Obviously you can do it cheaper. There are a lot of people that source a product and get it out there for two grand or less. Um, But I think having a little bit, you know, you also don't want to blow your whole budget on your initial run of inventory because it's really important to kind of have some backup reserves because Amazon pays out on a bi-weekly schedule, so, you know, there's a potential that you will need to reorder inventory before getting compensated for the inventory sold, um, things like that. And and there's just other unforeseen costs that are going to end up coming into play um, as far as, you know, if you are getting quotes from manufacturers, um, are those including your branding elements, so like your logo, your packaging, things like that. Most of the time, the manufacturers will provide that stuff for you, but it usually costs a little bit more. Um, So, you know, there's always going to kind of be, and then yeah, obviously, advertising budget and all of that. Um, So, there is going to be some additional expenses that you may or may not be foreseeing on the front end. Um, So, it's always, you know, a good mentality to have that you you know you have a little bit of um, additional funds to kind of help get something off the ground.
0: Right, right, right. So, okay, so you go through the product research, you find that product, that perfect thing, maybe it's not your passion, but you find that there's a need out there and somebody wants something. And so you, you found that that type of a product. Um, <clears throat> the next step is what then you're then you basically go to sourcing on Alibaba or use you guys to help source it? Like, how does that work?
1: Yeah. So um, actually, first off, let me take a step back. Um, right. We So this is if you have ideas for products, you can use market intelligence to kind of validate. Right. If you right. don't have an idea, you know you want to sell on Amazon, but you're not sure what, um, you yeah. can use your product discovery tool. Um, so basically the same kind of idea behind it, that it'll it'll help you to kind of validate your ideas. That said, this kind of goes off of data metrics instead of specific um, product ideas. So you can there's a few different types of search I honestly don't like this product type um, because I don't think that it's the best way to look at the markets but it's kind of the one that is um, most understood by the Amazon seller audience Um, Mm -hmm. included it there just so that people will have a basis for kind of understanding how to get into this tool so basically you just put in some variables here so I already have a few Pre-populated, but I have arts, crafts, and sewing. I want products in that category. Um, I want a minimum monthly sales of 500 units and a minimum twice price of $20. I'm also going to put in a minimum or a maximum review count of 100. Um, mm-hmm. And then, if you show products, it will show you different products that fit these criteria. Um, now, the problem with this is that these are obviously products that people are selling. So, if you right. you can see that this product's doing well. But just because this product is doing well doesn't necessarily mean that it's it's gonna be super easy for you to kind of be lining up with that. Um, So that's kind of this next one, our keyword search type. Um, Mm. The same kind of thing, arts, crafts, and sewing. um, There's average monthly units, um, average price, the maximum review count. You can also put in a keyword phrase, so if there's a specific material or something along those lines that you're Mm. interested in, or a market, um, so you know, uh, if you're looking at like painting supplies, you can put in painting um, and also that stuff. Um, or you know something as simple as paper, if you're looking for paper products. Um, mm. There's also a lot more specific variables here. So basically, once you get some ideas, you can start to play around with these to dial in mm. a little bit more and narrow down your pool. Um, but same principle, run the search. It'll show you product ideas. And mm. But this is based on a keyword search. So it's looking at all of the products on page one um, averaged out. So if you're seeing, you know, the average on page one is 80.7 reviews, um, that may be a little bit more manageable than a thousand, you know, right, right. Um, and then along with that, you still get this idea score from market intelligence that will show you um, kind of how viable it is, uh, you know, mm-hmm. our algorithmic assessment of the market is. Um, and then you can use this button to pull up the market intelligence search. You can use this one to view on Amazon and look at the products that are there. Um, And then you can use the final button to pin the idea if you want to come back to it later. Mm. Um, And then there's brand and category, which get to be a lot more complicated and um, there's a lot more applications, but it's not as conducive to just finding product ideas. So I'll kind of skip over those. But um, yeah, so anyways, long story short, getting back to your previous question, um, once you have your product ideas kind of lined out, I honestly would recommend having two or three in the pipeline. just from a the standpoint of, you know, once you start kind of reaching out to manufacturers, some of them, there may be some additional costs that you weren't anticipating, things like that, and you may have to abandon one or two. Um, mm. But then, yeah, it depend, depending on kind of how you're going about it, typically most sellers will go to Alibaba, um, start communicating with manufacturers that way. Um, but that's not the only option. Obviously there's, you know, there's trade shows that you can go to. Um, wow. Some people have their own connections with, um, different manufacturers, things like that. Um, so it's really up to you, but Alibaba is kind of the standard. If you have no idea where you're going next and you need to find somebody to make this product.
0: I see. Okay. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. That, that's, 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 uh, that's pretty, that's pretty awesome. Cause I think a lot of times you just don't know what you want to sell. You know, you have a hobby or an idea, uh, and that the tool makes it super simple to just plug it in and, and, uh, and, and get that kind of stuff. Um, so now that you've got that product, you figured it out. You did your cost. You did your analysis. Uh, you want to bring that into the U.S. Do you airship it in? Do you kind of like boat it in? Like, what's what's that step? Like? Yeah,
1: it depends. Um, first of all, it get it gets really complicated when you start looking at um, different methods of shipping. So there's um, you know, different thresholds of liability that fall on either the manufacturer, or the freighter, things like that. So um, you wanna be careful about that. Um, the ideal is to have kind of door-to-door liability not on you, um, but obviously that's more expensive. So that's something to look into. Um, but yeah, as far as the the air versus sea, um, sea is always gonna be way cheaper, um, but there are certain, so if you can wait, that's, you know, a good, probably the best method. That said, um, you know, if you're looking at markets that are sort of primed to become competitive quickly, um, you know, so if you look a couple of years ago at like fidget spinners or something like that, mm. uh, it may be worth air shipping in at least part of your inventory so that you can right. get it in quickly um, and then let the, the rest of it come in later. Um, so that's all something to work out or, you know, mm. alternatively there's a huge demand for, you know, solar eclipse glasses leading up to the solar eclipse. So if you are kind of, Late to the game on something like that, um, right. you know. You once once the solar eclipse happens, obviously that market completely dissolves.
0: <laughs> collapses. Um,
1: yeah. So so it really, you know, it, it's all a game about like how how long can you stand going, you know, mm. inventory. And if, if you can wait, then you probably should to save the money, give yourself some wider margins. Um right. but If you're really eager to get in the ecosystem, um, you can always kind of part out your inventory and airship part of it.
0: Right, that's that's a good thing. And what about like sourcing? I mean, do you think it's better to go with a sourcing agent? Do you guys help on that, or do you guys go? Do you go directly? I mean, how you know in terms of reliability with those? Um,
1: yeah, so it depends. Um, again, the sourcing yeah. isn't necessary. Um, right. Alibaba does have some um, kind of metrics that you can look at as far as. Uh, they give little awards to manufacturers that fit different criteria. So that's something that you can pay attention to um, if you're concerned about quality. Um, If you're, if you are using something like Alibaba, um, you also want to not just gauge like pricing and everything, but also gauge um, responsiveness, things like that, because you got to look at it from the perspective of ideally you're going into kind of a longer term business partnership with Mm -hmm. this or this factory. Um, And so you, you want somebody that's gonna be willing to kind of take extra steps to help you. Um, A sourcing agent can help run logistics on a lot of that and make it much simpler Mm. for you. Um, Obviously there's some additional expense in that, but it can be really worth it depending on how much time and effort you have to put into this. Um, And then in addition, no matter what, you will always want to have the units inspected one way or another, um, just to make sure that there aren't defects, especially with Amazon if you have a certain amount of Product defects or return rate, they'll suspend your account. Um, Making sure that, you know, from the low budget end, you can ship stuff directly to you and check it out before you send it into Amazon. Obviously, it's another shipping charge, but um, saves you on the inspection. But you can also do, you know, there's agencies that will do factory inspections. Alibaba can help facilitate that as well, um, where they'll go in and make sure in the manufacturing process that things are looking good, um, take pictures of stuff, send it back to you to make sure that. Everything's kosher on that front. Um, And that can really help from the standpoint of just catching mistakes before they're shipped over to you.
0: Right, right. So you get it in, everything's perfect, you got it shipped over to Amazon, it's in the warehouse, now how do I make my money? (laughs) Um, So first of
1: all, Amazon, first and foremost, is a search engine. so it's an e-commerce source search engine. And with that, just like Google or anything else, there is a lot of um, tricks that can give you better favorability um, to get better relevance. So making sure that your content is really well optimized is hugely important. Um, we also have a tool along those lines that will show you search volume for different keyword markets so you can start to prioritize what keywords are going to be, get you the largest audience, which keywords mm-hmm. are going be um, most specific to your products so you may have a better conversion rate out of them things like that um, once you have all your content set up then it comes down to you're still probably not going to be on page one for most keywords unless they're you know really specific um, right. in which case you need to do something to get that visibility up um, so there's several different ways to do go about that um, the most basic is really just running PPC. Um, you know, specifically targeting keywords that you should be ranking well for, or want to be ranking well for, but also monitoring that along the lines of conversion rate and everything else um, to make sure that it's um, you're actually getting something out of it, getting there. And I, I would say along with that, um, kind of going back to my previous point about not necessarily expecting to make a profit right away, mm-hmm. um, you also want to be conscious of kind of what the are um, you you want to be conscious of like the total effect of your advertising. So a lot of people get really dialed into trying to keep their advertising cost of sale, a cost low, um, which essentially means that you're you know, not, your percentage of sales based on your advertising is relatively low. Um, okay. so, but the other side of that is you're not looking at what it's doing organically. Um, so you know, traditional advertising, you put a billboard out there and then you kinda had to gauge this correlational effect Um, whereas Amazon and really any kind of e-commerce or internet advertising can show you really specific metrics on, you know, this ad got this many clicks, got this many sales, um, this much. Um, the downside of that is, you know, especially on Amazon there, as you start getting that visibility through ads, you start getting those sales, you're not seeing, um, what's happening on the broader end as easily as far as, you know, that, that sale might've cost you. 80% 80% of your, your sale price for your product, but it also pushed you up a page in ranking. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, the, the, obviously the more visibility you get, the better your chance of driving sales are. And so kind of looking at the whole um, is really kind of the most advantageous play from that end. And then, yeah, there's, a, there's other sides of that too, as far as, um, you know, give doing Product giveaways, things like that, just to kind of get some sales energy up, doing lightning deals with Amazon, getting in their early reviewer program so you can get some early reviews. Um, mm-hmm. You know, things like that. You really want to be doing everything you can to make sure that your product just doesn't sit stagnant um, because yeah. the longer it sits with no sales history, the less and less relevant it is in Amazon's
0: searches. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. If they're not making money, they don't want you. <laughs> yeah. Basically, you're taking up inventory space for them. For yeah. them to get other, other peelers to come in and make more money. Um, so now that we've got the products, you got some pay-per-click stuff going on. How do we get people to know that they this is the most amazing peeler ever?
1: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean... Amazon's pretty limited on the creative stuff. Um, That's where you can really start to work on social things like that, Um, you know, as far as using Jumper. um, Really just to kind of grow a little bit of an audience around your brand, um, try and get some interest in the products, the quality, things like that. Um, You know, specifically on Amazon, there are some things that you can do as far as enhanced brand content and stuff like that that allow you to to add a little bit more of a personality behind the product. But yeah, if you're really looking to to sell it as a really high quality product or something along those lines, Amazon's not really a great platform for that just because of how limited you are in the information there mm. share on the listing. Um, so right. that's you kinda wanna start looking externally um, at how to kind of build up that brand image
0: so so with that, like, I mean, I know you're talking about the reviews are really hard to get these days on Amazon, right? So are you seeing brands using sort of more of the social, I mean, things where they're using Facebook to drive to landing pages, to uh, sell it on there with videos and just telling a little bit more about that. And then hopefully the traffic, if they don't wanna buy it say on that landing page and there's an Amazon buy it now button and it takes them over to the, their Amazon listing, are people doing that? Or like, what, what, are you rec- what are you recommending these days?
1: Yeah, so, um, you know, I, from where we stand, we can't really make any hard recommendations on what you can do yeah. to um, aside from, you know, using any tools that Amazon gives you with earlier of program, things like that. Um, right. Yeah, from the, the social end can be really valuable um, if you're able to do it, because you can get some energy behind the brand, um, give more of a voice to your products. And then with that, you know, you can start, you can start to kind of figure out the strategy there. So like a lot of sellers, obviously, if you can drive all of your traffic to your own storefront, your own landing page, you're getting better margins out of it. So there's some benefit there. Um, but alternatively, obviously, the the audience, the biggest C, is on Amazon. Um, and so if you, you know, you you play a little bit of you know, do you go for the the short-term benefit of getting larger margins um, through driving traffic yourself, or do you go with um, routing traffic to Amazon where you can get more of a a benefit to that ecosystem? Um, And so, you know, it really just depends on the product opportunity, what you're looking to do, how you're looking to scale um, as far as which direction or both um, that you would want to move in. Um, So yeah, I mean, obviously it's a lot easier to try post some reviews and stuff like that on your own site. Um, but yeah, I mean, getting the, getting some energy, getting any sales gives you a better chance of getting that next review, and which gives you a better chance of getting the next sale. So,
0: Right, right. And then I guess, obviously, building your email list, building your messenger list, you know, kinds of things that you know Jumper can do. Uh, that is kind of where you want to go because you kind of want to own that customer. Because is it true not now that I heard Amazon's also going to start limiting the names of the people. You won't be able to see the names in your your thing, you'll just get an address basically.
1: Um I don't I don't I'm not aware of anything there specifically okay. yet. Um, okay. that's not happening. They do deal with um you know the the abusive seller side as much as the buyer side. Um, right. But for everyone that's been frustrated with getting those emails that are like You know, little BS about what happened to their product or whatever, and needing a new one or a refund. Um, It happens on the other side where you know they they had the. You could follow up with emails, um, and people were really aggressively following up and sending five or six emails to people. And so now they allow you to opt out of that. But yeah, I mean, Amazon really does everything they can to limit the amount of contact you are able to have with the buyer. um, Right. Just for you know, the, to
0: make their life easier the buyer. Um, right. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean. I Amazon says it's their customer, but actually, you know, that, that's the big point of contention. But uh, yeah, I, I notice it's, you know, as the marketplace, you know, people come there, they've done all their branding. And so I guess it's it's catch, catch 22. It's it good to get sales, but also bad because you don't have any customer interaction and the other issue is I always see is that there's just so much competition that comes in on a thing that starts selling because, like, with your tool, I mean, people can see the velocity of a sale and they're like, oh, wait, that Peeler is doing awesome. Exactly. I want, to, I want to produce that exact same thing. And they go to Alibaba and they find it or Aliexpress. And they just are, like, easy enough to find that one because you haven't modified it enough.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, having the email list can be great for a lot of reasons, too, because if you have people, even if they're not like total brand advocates for you, um, maybe you have a new product coming out that is in the same kind of brand line, something that that same audience might be interested in. You can shoot them an email, um, offer them a coupon or something like that just to drive that next round of sales. You know, the the first product on Amazon is always the hardest one to get started because you're starting from scratch. But as you, you start to build up that audience, you build up your engagement, you understand the ecosystem better, um, mm-hmm. you able to kind of capitalize on it and get other products up and running a lot quicker and easier.
0: Sure, so do you, a lot of the sellers that you work with, do they have multiple products? I mean, four, five, six SKUs? Yeah, I mean,
1: there's a good chunk of our audience that is either kind of one product or potentially even just idea generation phase. but mm-hmm. um, yeah, as we've kind of progressed in this business, um, our average, kind of um, revenue from a, per client um, has gone up quite a bit. Um, so we're starting to get higher and higher up the food chain um, mm. as far as the kind of clients that we work with, um, or at least, you know, the the percentage of them. And so there's, you know, part of that is because of what viral launch has been able to help build people into but the other part um really just comes down to you know people our tools are getting more sophisticated because we kind of started at the uh the ground level getting people on amazon selling um now we're getting into really advanced kind of competitive um intelligence tools and things like that that appeal more to a higher demographic um right so yeah i mean i think generally most sellers at least given a year or two on the marketplace are selling, you know, several products on Amazon. But
0: okay. um, everyone starts somewhere, right? 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 Yeah. I guess you got to start small to uh, to get to get going on that. So, all right. So, the what would you say? What's the number one trend you see these days happening on Amazon? Um, I guess. What, what do you mean by trend? Well, I mean, what what do you see like sellers doing, where Amazon's going? Like you see wh- you see there's certain trends that Amazon's doing or certain things that they say, or is it pretty much there's nothing really too exciting new that they've been doing?
1: Well, no, yeah, um things are always changing on Amazon, so they're they're really making a push to expand um, options for advertising. Um, I think a lot of that is sort of self-induced in that um, they've really hit this kind of peak of like, how many ads can you put on a page before people start getting fed up with it? Um, But they still need to cater to increasing demand for those ads and things like that. So that they're getting into offering um, kind of a wider array of different ad types and things like that for, for buyers or for sellers. Sorry. Um, But then beyond that, I mean, I think, It's sort of always been the trend, but I think the the biggest fundamental mistake that um, a new seller can make is following the crowd. Um, Mm. There are a million people that are either selling or giving away the next big product idea, and and if you kind of are following that trend, chances are so are thousands of other people, Um, Um, and you get in these markets that were really great, um, and now there's just this heightened competition and not enough demand to go around. Um, So I think it's sort of an evergreen um, point to make, but I think thinking for yourself is really the biggest um, piece of being successful on the platform.
0: Right, so don't be afraid. Use tools that Viral Launch has to get that understanding and then just take a leap of faith and just kind of go in there once you have the data just to, um, uh, you know, do a small order and find that supplier and all that kind of stuff. So that's that. That's that's some pretty good advice. So tell me a little bit about Viral Launch and the types of services that are offered and the clients you work with, things like that.
1: Yeah, so um, basically we offer everything on the front end um, to help you kind of find products. Um, that's some of the market intelligence, product discovery that I went through. We get into keyword research. um, So there's obviously, I I reference that tool, um, but it will walk you through seeing search volumes in a market, um, helping to kind of build out a keyword list for your listing. Um, Then we get into some more sophisticated stuff. Um, We have Listing Analyzer, which is a tool that basically allows you to look at your product in comparison to the market. it will help pull even further keyword sets um, that have that sort of taps into market relevance a little bit more thoroughly. Um, competitor, competitive intelligence, um, competitive intelligence um, is an offshoot of that that basically allows you to compare your products to your specific competitors um, and then you can run through um, kind of what they are ranking for, what they are spending money on from an ad standpoint. So it will show you their their keyword ranking, where their sponsored ad spots are. So you can start to kind of reverse engineer their strategy. um, If you're looking at successful products in the market, Uh, Mm -hmm. then we get into keyword manager, which allows you to monitor your own keyword rankings, your own ad spots It will show you or send you updates, um, either daily or hourly, depending on how you want to set it up. Um, And we're we're really pushing um, over the last six months to a year, To get more into the ad space Um, so right now we're doing um, kind of full account management for advertisements um, for Amazon products Um, we are looking to have some other services built out around that soon Um, and then we also do creative work so we have um, listing optimization which we have a team in-house of professional copywriters that just write Amazon copy um, and they go through and do all the the research work for you and construct the listing around your product. Um, and right. We also have a team of in-house photographers, um, and we have a pretty big network of partners there. So if, you know, you, you need lifestyle photos with models and location settings. Oh, we wow. make that happen for you too.
0: Oh wow, that's awesome! That's awesome. So if people want to get started with Viral Launch, uh, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, um, so
1: you can check out our website. Uh, it's Viral-Launch.com. Um, and you know, there's some pretty good videos that walk you through everything. Um, the other alternative is you can just reach out to our customer service. Um, they are always on call. They're um, really helpful, and we we always strive to not be too salesy. So we really want to get at like selling you what you need and not you know trying to push more stuff on you. Um, so even if it's just you know questions or advice or you're thinking about getting into it, you don't know where to start. Um, they're they're totally there to help you there as well.
0: Oh, awesome. And what about you? If How do people get in touch with you if they want to, like, you know, not pick, pick your brain. It's such a terrible term. But like want to, like, suck out, extract the knowledge or you just, just want to just chat with you
1: yeah um, I'm always open. Um, my schedules a little bit more restrictive so I would almost still recommend just shooting an email to customer service you can if you're specifically looking to talk to me, um, let them know and I can reach out to you through my personal email and we can uh, you know get together.
0: Okay, awesome. well Brandon, awesome, awesome. I want to thank you so much for coming on. Uh, just a ton of knowledge here. I think anybody if you are an experienced seller or just starting out, I think, you know, what Brandon went over today is like really, uh, you know, you can you can start, you got a starting point, let's put it that way. Uh, and then you can always hire the team at Viral Launch to kind of get you to that next level because product copy, imaging, all that, that's really where all the money's at. So on that, but I do appreciate you and I thank you so much for coming on.
1: Yeah, thank you.